In this week's parasha, the Torah says, When you enter Eretz Yisrael, you will enjoy prosperity and abundance. You will build beautiful homes. Your crops and livestock will increase. You will amass gold and silver. And all that you will engage in will flourish. If you become conceited and arrogant and say, My strength and the might of my hand is how I acquired all this wealth, says the Pasik, then you shall remember it was Hashem your God, who gives you the strength to create wealth. However, a person can still rationalize, okay, true, it is Hashem who gives me the force and the power. However, the intellect of how I conduct my business, that's all me. My wisdom, my business acumen, my exceptional negotiating talents. I created this empire with no involvement from Hashem. Comes along Targum Unculus and translates the words, Ki hu koyach, as hu yav lecha eitze. It's Hashem who gives you the advice and the intellect as well. The Pasuk is telling you, don't take credit for your prosperity, because it's Hashem that gave you the Eitzah, the guidance and direction, how to conduct and execute your business deals as well. The first bracha in Esra, in which we express our requests for personal needs, begins with the bracha of, Atachoynen is an anomaly. It is the only bracha of Bakasha and Shmoyne Esrei that does not immediately begin with a request like the other brachas. But rather, we begin with a statement of praise. We say, Atachoynen, you Hashem graciously endow man with knowledge. So why is this bracha different? The Meiri on Avais explains that the words Atachoynen, which means that Hashem grants us favor by giving us knowledge, refers to our innate ability to think. And that is granted to every person immediately at birth. Whatever Hashem gives us in the way of knowledge is choinen, a free gift. Our wisdom is totally unrelated to our efforts. Other functions, such as earning a livelihood or having children, these are external. And therefore, it is more readily apparent that Hashem is involved. However, intelligence, we think it emanates from our own cognitive abilities. So to dispel this notion, says the Meiri, we begin this bracha with a statement of praise. We acknowledge that it is you, Hashem, who graciously endows man with knowledge. And perhaps that is why the bracha of Atachoynen is placed right after the first three brachas of praise that start off the Shemayna Esrei. And then we continue on with more praise. We acknowledge that it is Hashem that gives us our intellect. And only then do we proceed to our other bakashas. We ask Hashem, Grant us your wisdom. We ask Hashem to give us Yat and take all decision-making out of our hands and grant us the intellect to just follow your decisions. Reb Nachman used to say, Paradoxically, he said, the ultimate understanding is when we say we don't understand. When a person defers his decision-making and subjugates his intellect and says, Hashem, please guide me according to your will and understanding. That is the tachlis, the pinnacle of Yediyah. There's a fascinating story told by Rav Heinech of Alexander, the Rebbe that served in Ger after the Kotzka Rebbe. Back in the day, there were debates that took place between Christian priests and rabbis, primarily about proving the authenticity of Torah. One time, the king issued a decree that the Jews must send someone over to the palace to debate this certain bishop. 
This bishop was a great debater, very sharp, very well versed in the Old Testament and the New Testament and various other sources. And the king said, let's put this issue to rest once and for all. The smartest Jew versus this bishop and the loser will be put to death. And obviously there was a great commotion, a tremendous uproar in town. Who wants to put his life on the line and debate this priest? All of a sudden, a simple Jew pipes up. I will volunteer to debate this priest. I have a strategy and I'm certain I will prevail. The day of the debate finally arrives. And understandably, the whole town is extremely concerned for this simpleton. This is a long shot even for a great professor. So they get together and pray on his behalf. And they send him off to the palace. And the king announces the format of the debate. He tells the seed and the bishop, you two will alternate asking each other questions. And the first person to say, I don't know, I have a team of henchmen ready, will immediately be taken out and executed. The Yid asks the king, can I ask the first question? And the king says, sure, go ahead. So he turns to the priest and asks, what is the interpretation of the two Hebrew words, Eino Yedea? And the priest says confidently, I don't know. As soon as the court officers heard those words, rules are rules, they grabbed the priest and immediately put him to death. And the town rejoiced and celebrated the simple Yid's victory. And they threw him a big party. In the middle of the party, they asked him, How did you know to come up with this trick question? Such brilliance. The Yid wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. He told them, In truth, it wasn't my idea. When I was younger, I once learned Chumash and Rashi. And Rashi writes somewhere, Eino Yedea. And there was a book that translated Rashi, a primitive version of Art Scroll. So I looked up the interpretation of Eino Yedea and it translated as, I don't know. So I reasoned, if Art Scroll does know the interpretation of Eino Yedea, this bishop will definitely not know. That's why I asked him this question. Rabbi Heinech said, in every parable, in every humorous anecdote, there's some truth. The reason this Yid was successful was because he said, I don't know. This enforces the notion of a Jew to always understand that he doesn't know. The apex of understanding is when one nullifies his intellect to the das of the Rabbi Shalom. A person is here for 90 years, 100 years, 120 years. The Rabbi Shalom is infinite. He knows better. I'll submit to his will and understand it. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.